Welcome to Picture It Podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Cindy. And this is a podcast dedicated to that 1980s classic, The Golden Girls. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami, you've got style. Blue sky, sunshine, white sand by the mile. When you live in this town, each day is sublime. The coldest of winters are warm and divine. Miami, Miami, you've got style. and nightclubs all within reach dance the samba till morning then lie on the beach each view is a postcard each day a great time the cream of the crop it's the top of the line going to cover episode five the triangle originally aired on october 19 1985 dorothy is dating dr elliot clayton dr clayton makes a pass at blanche but dorothy doesn't believe her when blanche tells her about it after a fight over the subject blanche orders dorothy to leave the house when Rose tricks Elliot into telling the truth about the situation where dorothy overhears dorothy breaks up with elliot and makes amends with blanche all right. That one definitely told us everything that happens, but that's okay, because there's a lot of good stuff I didn't talk about. <laughs> All right. So we open on the living room, like most days. Sometimes it's the kitchen, you know, whatever. Uh, we open on the living room. Uh, Dorothy is arguing with Sophia about having to see the doctor. They're going to have a doctor come and see her, and she's like, Dr. Clayton's coming, blah, blah, blah. And it's hilarious because Sophia's like, uh... Dr. Saldano, I think that's who her doctor was. She's yeah. like, oh, no, I have to see him. And turns out he died like two months ago. <laughs> and so she's using that as an excuse. Oh, well, she's, you know, like, uh, Blanche comes in saying she got some new dresses. So then Sophia's like, I should go get some dresses because I've got to get ready for Dr. Saldano's funeral. And then Dorothy says, but he died two months ago. <laughs> and so Sophia says, well, he can't see me in the same thing. <laughs> you know. Anyway. Uh, Blanche talks about her dresses that she got and it had this petite sale and she would have told them about it if, if Cindy was knocking things over. <laughs> um, she would have told them all about it, you know, their petites or whatever. And, um, uh, Dorothy, was it Dorothy? Yeah. She said, what did you buy, Blanche? Shoes? <laughs> and, uh, so that was pretty, pretty good. Um, uh, Oh, they're talking about doctors. So go back to arguing about the doctor. Um, and Rose tells about how the doctor in St. Olaf was also the veterinarian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, there's little jokes about that, about how they'd see her and the cows or whatever at the same mm-hmm. time, that kind of thing. And then, like, then the 
somebody got accidentally like inoculated with something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, they, it was it was it was funny, but it it's was not as good up. as other stories in right. this in this episode. This is we're first we're still just now starting to hear about Saint Olaf. I don't even think she said the word. She didn't Saint say Olaf back yet. in Saint Olaf. She did say she said in Saint Olaf, I think. She didn't did say she? back in Saint Olaf. So yeah, we haven't gotten to that yeah. very iconic phrase. Right. Um uh so Sophia's still trying to get out of it, you know. And and the doorbell rings, so they go to get it. And she goes, "Tell him I have no money and no insurance. If he if he still wants to see me, it's just because he wants to see me naked." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they open the door, and Doctor Clayton comes in. Uh, him and Dorothy talk about the things that Sophia's been experiencing, and they're sort of talking about her like she's not there. Um, you know, and so Sophia brings that to his attention. So then he asks Sophia what kind of symptoms she's had. And she's like, you're the doctor, you tell me. Yeah. (laughs) She just can't ever, you know. I just want to mention real quick that this is a house call. Oh, right. Like, how dated is that? Like. They did mention, at least we found a doctor who makes house calls. Right. So it was definitely going out by then. Right. But, yeah. But it's still funny to see it because, like, that never, ever happens right. anymore. Right, exactly. Uh, at least not in the United States. <laughs> right, not not in any way that we are aware of. Right. Uh, anyway, so... Um, <laughs> uh, so we find out Dr. Be, Clayton yes. is there about Sophia's blood pressure. Right, yes, I forgot. Yeah. And so Dorothy's like asking him all these questions because apparently he's a fox or something. I don't know. He's just an old dude. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Attractive to these ladies. Yeah, I guess so. And um, they're, you know, she's like kind of like, oh, so are you new to the area? And asking all this stuff. And then she finds out he's divorced. And so she's like, well, she's hardcore hitting on right, him. Right. Like she'd show him around. And so then like Rose is like, oh, I'd like to come along. And yeah. Dorothy just kind of like, doesn't she, she kick her? Yeah, something like yeah. Um, and Rose is like Dorothy's like standing on standing next to the chair that Rose is sitting in. And I think either she kicks her, or she steps on her foot or something. Yeah. And so then Rose is like, "Oh, I can't because I'm washing my hair every day for the rest of my life." And it's funny because an older lady like that with that kind of hairstyle would not wash her hair every day. Right. She would wash her hair like once a week or right because she's got the part. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That's how my grandmother always did, you know. Um, yeah, she'd go to the hairdresser once a week. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Dr. Clayton is yeah. securing the stage. Yeah, and so it's like, oh, yeah, sure. And then Blanche comes in. And this is where I go, oh, no. Because she stands in the doorway, and she's all like, oh. She tried on her new dress. And she's got on her new dress, and it was a nice dress. And the doctor takes a double take. Not like a huge double take. It's hilarious. Uh-huh. I was waiting for his eyes to bug out and the and his tongue to flip out. Like, like in cartoons, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that wolf in those, you know, old Looney Tunes. Um and uh she's just all like, Oh, you know <laughs> Anyway, it's good. Um but uh so then she wants to you know, she wants to move in on him and talk about him and she mm-hmm. she says that he's the Best looking guy she's seen since uh, John Forsythe was in the Burt Reynolds Dinner Theater. And I thought that was hilarious because a lot of, some people probably know who Burt Reynolds is. 
who are younger. At least, you know, if you saw a picture of him, you go, oh, okay, yeah, I know who he is, because he's a tan guy with a mustache, and, you know. Right. You know, him and him and a, a Magnum. What is his name? My mom loves him. Anyway. I'm, I know, someone's probably yelling out Tom Selleck to me, but I don't <laughs> remember his name. But, like, the two of them, like, had the best mustaches of, like, the 70s and 80s, like, totally. Um, anyway, but John Forsythe was in a whole lot of stuff in the 70s, and then the 80s he was in Dynasty, and so, you know, he was supposed to be fabulous, because they actually name-check him several times in this show, which is really hilarious, because I don't know if he did anything in the 90s, but maybe he did. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so they're kind of, like, fighting over you know, fighting over him to the, to the sales, Blanche and Dorothy, mm-hmm. fighting over Dr. Clayton. And Blanche is all like, he needs to be with a real woman, or something like that. Yeah. Or, Dorothy had pulled Blanche aside. Yeah, and, yeah. And Dorothy, and it's hilarious when they do that, because they're still talking loud enough the other people can right, hear them in right. real life, but not for the show. Um, Dorothy um, says, I saw him first, yeah. you know, effectively calling dibs. Right, exactly. <laughs> Which is hilarious because, you know, you expect nowadays to see dudes to do that in shows, but it's great to have, like, a lady do that. Yeah, it's really refreshing, Um, especially to see ladies of their, you know, their age. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But when Blanche is talking about, you know, needs such a sensual, wonderful woman or whatever she says about herself, Dorothy says, who am I, Little Richard? (laughs) And then we go through this whole thing about that Cindy really didn't know who Little Richard was either. Um... He was a rock and roll guy in the 50s through even now, and he's in his 80s now, and he's very flamboyant, and he plays the piano, and, you know, uh, he's a black guy with a mullet. I don't know. That might help. But, he, you know, he's one of those guys, and he'll be like, ooh, you know, kind of thing. So, and the Beatles <laughs> stole that from him. So, you know, that's cool. Uh, I think he's hilarious. Uh, and if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, one of one of the contestants dressed as him, and it was so wonderful. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you know, Blanche ends up giving in and letting Dorothy have him or whatever. Um, so they go, you know, they go out on their dates or whatever, and. Dorothy comes into the living room where Blanche is, and she's got on this shirt, and she's like, do I look all right? And, or, or is this okay? Or whatever. And Blanche says, oh, you've been out with Clayton three times, or Dr. Clayton three times. This is, uh, whatever you have on is fine, or whatever. Because <laughs> it's kind of a terrible shirt. But um, Oh, it's so terrible. <laughs> oh my gosh, I it wrote, kind of, ew, awful shirt. It kind of looked like what a school picture background would look like at that time. Or like, a public bus seat. Yes. Yes, that's a good one. That's a good one, a public bus seat. Yeah. Nowadays. It was, it was bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, she goes to change, and Rose goes to help her. You know, the doorbell rings, and Blanche gets up off the couch to answer the door. This is when we get to see her fantastic dress she's wearing. This is my most favorite outfit that she has. She has things that sparkle, things that are tight, things that are loose, all kinds of different things. This is my favorite dress. It's like this purple dress that has some stripes on it and some floral, but it's got like a belt. And the belt doesn't go all the way around. So the back hangs down straight like a cape almost. 
And Cindy said, it's kind of like something they'd wear in Game of Thrones if it was set in the 80s. I was like, that's brilliant. Yeah, because um, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like... They've got their tunics that are cinched in the front, but they're like capes in the back. Yeah. They're very regal looking. And, yeah. and so it's always been my favorite dress that yeah. she has. It's a good uh, style. <laughs> anyway, so she answers the door, and she offers Dr. Clayton a drink. He's like, call me Elliot, you know, kind of thing. And so then, you know, she he explains what kind of drink he wants. And she says, how about a slow gin fizz? And he goes, you were talking about the drink, and I was talking about the bartender. So mm. he was, like, creepily, like, hitting on her really bad. Because, I mean, yeah, she did want to go out with him, but, mm-hmm. you know. But she respects Dorothy. Yeah, they're friends. She's not going to, you know. Yeah, she's not going to steal Dorothy's boyfriend. Right. You know, maybe if they had broken up officially or whatever, fine. But, no, she's just like, Excuse me? No. And at this point, I'm going to the TV screen. No. No. Yeah. So, Dorothy comes out in another outfit. Uh, and I guess it's just that kind of weather when you can wear anything. Because originally she was wearing a <laughs> short sleeve shirt. And then she yeah. comes back out and she's wearing a net, like a longer sleeve shirt with like a big, big sweater thing over it. Neck. Yeah, it has like a cowl. But yeah. it's like silk, so whatever. But then it had like a big jacket. I mean, does it get cold at night in Miami? It's not the desert, so Uh, whatever. So they exit, and Rose is like, there's just something not right about him. And Blanche says, he's a lich. Yeah. (laughs) And Rose goes, that's not it. And Blanche just (coughs) decides to recount this whole thing that just happened, you know, with, with him hitting on her and all that kind of stuff. And, of course, Rose is like, well, you know, you need to tell her because, well, you know, it's like, you don't want to ruin your friend's relationship, but you don't want your friend to be in a bad relationship when you know that it is. And so Blanche goes into this whole story where she says, um, where I lost my friend Anderbo. And she tells this whole story about her friend Anderbo Johnson. And she ended up, <laughs> Anderbo's boyfriend ended up liking Blanche. And then, moral of the story, she lost Anderbo and her beau. <laughs> and, um, oh, and. That was a good southern you know, so she's trying to tell the, Yeah, so she's trying to tell the story. And then Rose is like, I'm not even sure I know who Anderbobo is. Which is one of my favorite lines because it just sounds hilarious. Um. <laughs> so then they keep on talking about this and how she should really tell Dorothy. And Rose is like, what if they get married and they have a child? They adopt a child, you know, because obviously they're too old to have children or whatever. And, and at little Mailing's coming out party, <laughs> Dorothy overhears in the bathroom from one of the other attendees that he has bonged every woman in their country club. <laughs> you know, and... <laughs> Just going on and on and yes. on about their hypothetical life. Yes. And I love that she says bong. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes, can you let that happen to Dorothy? To little Maylene? <laughs> like, that and Blanche is just looking at Rose like she's absolutely bonkers. And, yeah, so then she says, Blanche says, you're right. She is my best friend. I should tell her. And then Rose says, I thought I was your best friend. And Blanche goes, mm-hmm. You were until you told me that boring story. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, oh, that may not be when she told her boring, said it was boring, but anyway. um, So, uh, 
you know, next day or whatever, uh, Blanche tries to tell Dorothy about it, and she's waiting for Elliot to come pick her up. Um, she says, you know, you just need to confront him about it because he did it, blah, blah, blah. And Rose is like, yeah, just, you know, kind of do it. So he shows up, and Dorothy, you know, says, hey, did, were you, did you make a pass at, at Blanche? And he says, no, of course not. Oh, all of a sudden, he's such an upstanding citizen. And in all reality, you know, he's a jerk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it was sort of funny when, I forgot about this, where, imagine that makes a difference. Huh. Uh, where Blanche is trying to tell her, and she's like, Elliot made, Elliot made, made, you know, and she can't, like, get it out. And then Dorothy goes, Elliot made what? A ship in a bottle? <laughs> she goes, he made a pass at me, and so she didn't believe her, you know. And, and it got oh. to the point where she thought that Blanche was lying about it, so then mm-hmm. she, she's like, I'm not going to ask it, but then she asked it anyway. Because I think, because they're friends, a little part of her was like, Ooh, what if she's right? I've known her for a lot longer than I know this guy, you know. Right. You know, that's kind of hard, you know. You think you can trust somebody you're dating or whatever. Just think you can t- trust some, you know, your roommate or your best friend or whatever. And it, it's hard to kind of pick a side and then find out what the real truth is, I guess. But anyway, um, she also said that he put his big masculine arms around my tiny little waist. Of course, that made Dorothy really mad. Because she said you're a legend, tiny little waist. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but after... Dorothy confronts him and he says he didn't do it. Um, they're going to leave and Blanche is like, I can't have this. You know, I've been betrayed. I want you out of my house. Mm-hmm. So she's kicking her out and Dorothy's like, fine, I'll get out as soon as I find somewhere. So then she's gone. And it's, it's really kind of funny because, you know, all this happens and stuff and um, nobody, it's, like, it's not even, like, a miscommunication. Like, it's really, like, she just doesn't know who to trust, and it's, like, you right. just, I don't know. Because, and that's understandable, because, you know, you know, Blanche was flirting with him right, at first, true. and I can see where Dorothy was, like, well, Blanche just wants him. Right, right. Um, well, later on, like, you know, Dorothy, wait, no, oh, Dorothy had told her she was a slut earlier. And a Jezebel. Um, and, le- you know, and then she says that she's an amoral Jezebel and all this stuff. And um, and Blanche goes, well, I'm glad Mayling's coming out party was ruined. <laughs> and that, and that <laughs> Elliot is bonging all the, all the women at your country club. And, and Dorothy, Dorothy just goes, who? <laughs> what? You know, because she doesn't know what's going on. Um, and I thought that was pretty great to have that sort of callback because yeah. Blanche thought it was a ridiculous story, but then she was so mad that she just, it just came out. And yeah. Like, like, where was Rose? And then she'd be excited. Right. Anyway, but, um, Blanche, the next day, Blanche is mad at Rose for making her tell Dorothy because she feels like she's ruined her friendship. And, and, um, you know, Dorothy... She said Dorothy hates her, and so Dorothy does really hate her, you know, because she's, well, I don't want to have breakfast with this one, you know, kind of right. thing. Well, she's upset, and yeah. rightfully so. Yeah, um, and, you know, they tell Sophia, and, and Sophia's mad because, about what happened, because she's like, 
finally, my Dorothy gets a date with the doctor and turns out he's a jerk or something like that. And she's like, why does this always happen to me? <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Because um, that kind of calls back to Dorothy's daughter, you know, marrying the doctor. Oh, good, yeah. And he's a foot doctor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so they're family and doctors, you know. Right. And whenever, whenever uh, Dorothy doesn't want to, you know, talk to Blanche or whatever, she says she'd rather use Willie Nelson's hairbrush. And Blanche is like, my, she's like, must you make fun of everything, Southern? Uh, <laughs> so, then Rose is like, like, every once in a while, Rose gets all, like, I don't know, takes charge. Instead of just being nice and sweet and everything, she's like, okay, listen up. Yep. Because. Love this moment. They were just like, they were just bickering and they were being stupid and either one was listening to the other one and they were, you know, they're mad. And it didn't last for very long because, uh, uh, just when they show up to go, he shows up to go to golf, right? Right, it's when they're getting ready to go golfing. So, uh, Elliot shows up to take Dorothy to play golf, and she says to Rose, can I borrow your golf gloves? Gloves. And she's like, because I've already packed mine. And then Cindy goes, golf clubs? (laughs) And I'm like, and I'm thinking, yeah, I know I would have thought that she had said that before. But I never thought about it again. Because <laughs> then she walks back out and she's got the gloves in her hand. But while she's gone, Rose takes this time to try to seduce him or whatever. Try to oh make him God. talk to her the way he did Blanche. And he's going, oh, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. She's like, well, Blanche said it did. And I believe her. And he's like, well, it, I apologize to her and you're not my type and nothing happens. So okay, kind of thing. Well, turns out, you know, um. Uh, before you go oh, on, I, I want to talk about the things that Rose said. Oh, well, yes, and there's a bit that I forgot before that. Um, anyway, but it was it was funny. So she's trying to seduce him, and what kind of thing? She says things like, turn your topsoil until the cows come home. Yeah. <laughs> and she says he looks like Jerry Vale. Uh, do you um, want to see Polaroids of me in my tennis skirt? <laughs> that just makes me Oh, and that's another dated reference. She specifically Polaroid. says Polaroid. Good point. Polaroid. And, like, I know what a Polaroid is. You know, Polaroid cameras. You know, I all the hipsters have back. them now. Yeah, I was going to say they came back. Yeah. And yeah, but she says tiny ones. specifically Polaroids, not just pictures. Yeah. That, that I found was amusing. But Rose just, just laying it on thick, trying to get him to, you know, hit on her. It's, oh my gosh, it's exactly what you want from Betty White. Yeah. It's lovely. I forgot to mention, the night before, uh, it goes to the scene the night before, and Rose is sitting at the kitchen table eating Oreos. Oh, yeah. And uh, Sophia comes in. And she, Blanche, Blanche, Rose says to Sophia, oh, you couldn't sleep either? And Sophia says, oh, I was sleeping great. I just wanted to show off my pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) And so then she sits down, and you know, and Rose is saying she wants to tell her, but she doesn't want to, you know, she, want, she wants to do something about it because they don't want them fighting and all that kind of stuff. She wants to help her and all that kind of thing. So, of course, you know, Sophia being older, she has some sort of wise tale to tell. So here she says, uh, Sicily, 1912. Picture this. And so this is the first appearance of any sort of, later on she will say, picture it, where our name comes from. But uh, she says, picture this. And she tells a story about these two girls who make pizza and they're best friends and blah, 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 and all this stuff. 
And then a sh uh, smooth talking pepperoni salesman comes in, and one girl moves off to America, and you know you may know her as Mama Celeste or whatever. And all this it was a lot longer and it was better told than I, you know. Oh, Sophia, her. the master of storytelling. So yeah, so she, you know she tells a story about this broken friendship, and um, anyway, so then Rose is kind of like, well, what you know, how's that going to help me? And then. Sophia's just like, I told you, stay out of it. <laughs> so here's my, like, a little bit of trivia, is that uh, Mama Celeste uh, was actually born in 1908, so she would have been four <laughs> when this story was told. And uh, in the 20s is when she moved to America. Uh, her and her husband opened a restaurant in 1932 in Chicago. Uh, they closed their restaurant in 62, and they started selling pizzas to other restaurants. And in 69, the Quaker Oats Company bought an out and started, you know, selling frozen pizzas. And they became the top-selling pizza in the 70s, like frozen pizza. Uh, they're now owned by somebody called the Pinnacle Foods Company, and they had dropped Mama from the name. So if you know what it is, you probably still call it Mama Celeste, but it just is Celeste apparently on them. Whatever. Why are they going to change the name? Coke too. <laughs> <laughs> they're just these cheap little frozen pizzas now. Right, yeah. And they're like the single single order pizzas wherever, you know, you don't you can't Red Baron, I think you can get like the single pizzas. I think maybe sometimes DiGiorno's got some too, but not yeah. very many varieties. But yeah, for a long time, other than Totino's, they were the only people who had like single pizza, like actual round pizzas. Because Red Baron only had the French bread pizzas at the time. Oh. Yeah. I know I'm a no lot. connoisseur of frozen pizzas. I am a connoisseur of microwavable frozen pizzas. Because when <laughs> I was a kid, I ate them all the time. Uh, I was a Ninja Turtles kid. And I am wearing a Ninja Turtles t-shirt today to prove it. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, so, of course, I had to have pizza. Um, anyway, uh, back to, so, uh, back to Rose is trying to seduce Dr. Clayton. And she's like, you know. Turn your topsoil till the cows yeah, come home. Talking about being like a tractor. <laughs> oh. She compared herself to a tractor. Oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, I get yes. it. You're going to plow him. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, anyway, yes. It's sort of a double entendre that Rose in real life probably would not get. Um, oh, that's hilarious. Oh, that just... <laughs> Okay, I'm done. Anyway, so she keeps pushing him and pushing him until he finally con confesses to her. And, um, turns out Dorothy is done finding the gloves under Rose's clarinet in her bedroom. And ex if you hear that noise, excuse the neighbors. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, if you can't, then ignore me saying it. Uh, anyway, so Dorothy overhears a confession and she's like, you can go, sir. No, he's Bye, Felicia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before it was by Felicia, it was I, Elliot. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and he's like, oh, we can still play golf or whatever. And she goes, we will not be playing anything anymore or whatever, too. I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> you go, girl. You tell him. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, he's like, well, I'll call you when you cool down and all this. And she's like, I ain't changing my mind, buddy. You know, she's just, no. Mm -mm. You go, girl. Mm -hmm. Stick your ground, Dorothy. Yep. And um, 
So then, you know, she wants to go and apologize to Blanche. And <laughs> she says, because she's been an idiot. And she starts walking towards Blanche's room. In the correct direction now, like I said in the first, very first pilot episode, Blanche's room is towards where the little eye is now. She went, headed down the hallway to Blanche's oh, room like she's supposed to. Right. And, you know, she says that she'd been an idiot and blah, blah, blah. And she gets through the doorway and Rose goes, darn right you have. And then they shoot at the doorway and then Dorothy peers around from the side of the door and they show Rose turn around and be like, ah, you know, kind of thing. Because <laughs> they're all really scared of her. And um, so then, you know, she goes to uh, to talk to Blanche and um, apologizing. And Blanche is like, no one ever believes me. The pains of being a stunning, beautiful woman. Or <laughs> and then George didn't believe her when she said that she was a, a virgin on their wedding night. And then, or that he was the first, is how she said it. And Dorothy's like, but he wasn't. And Blanche says, but he didn't know that. <laughs> uh, anyway, and she said, no one understands what it's like to be her except for uh, Priscilla Presley, <laughs> which I thought was sort of a funny reference, or Susan Anton. She brings up Susan Anton more than once in this series. And then she goes, no, not Susan Anton. And <laughs> I can't remember what she's been in, and I didn't think to look her up, but she used to be... They have a lot of references of people from the like the 60s and the 70s, like well, I guess like the 50s, because that's sort of when they grew up and they had their kids and all that kind of stuff. Right, that's their generation. Yeah, so so they would make references. Right, you know, it's like me making references to the Golden Girls. Here goes, <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> one thing I want to mention is I love how much how Blanche is a beautiful woman, and she knows she's a beautiful mm -hmm. woman. I love how confident she is about yes. it. How earlier um, Dr. Clayton says, you are one attractive woman, mm -hmm. and Blanche just goes, I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's very confident with her sexuality. Like, she doesn't bat an eyelash when right. Dorothy calls her a slut. And my, yeah, my best friend, not her. my best friend thinks that Betty White is prettier, and I have to agree, but the way that Blanche is played because she's so confident with who she is, and she knows who she, she's so, like, true to herself and everything. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's, yeah, it doesn't matter if her hair's puffy or, you know. Right, right. Or she's not wearing a dress with a cane. She owns it. Yeah. Whatever it is, she's confident. She owns it. She talks about how gorgeous she is all the time. Mm -hmm. And it just, it warms my heart to see characters like that, especially a woman character. Right. And, like... I mean, sometimes it can be a little much, but at least you know, there's. But it's still comical. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's kind of like we're not allowed to be confident because if you're confident, you're a bitch or something, right? <laughs> you know. And if you called Blanche a bitch, she wouldn't care. She'd, She'd be, be like, like "Yeah, oh, okay, okay." You know, unless she unless she doesn't think she's done anything wrong, then she right. would. But I totally get that. Right. Anyway, so now they're all they're all friends again, whatever. They're all um, hugging. You know, and and Rose comes in and she's excited and then here comes Sophia. <laughs> um and she's got two plates. Two plates of pizza and she's like, Try A and try B and tell me which is better because if I'm right, I could make a million dollars or whatever. Uh so they all pick the same pizza and Sophia says you can't pick men and you can't pick pizza. 
Because they picked the Mama Celeste instead of hers. Oh, and I love, like, after she tells the Mama Celeste story to Rose in the kitchen, she goes to the freezer, she opens the door, she does a rude gesture, a rude Italian <laughs> gesture, um, and then, and my mom has done that, and hopefully she hasn't done that in public, but she did, she used to do it at home and it was funny, but then she goes, Abundanza, because apparently that was their, their slogan, which meant abundance in Italian, if there's anybody huh. who knows Italian, I'm really sorry that I have, I can't pronounce things well. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but I thought it was really hilarious because she does, uh, I believe it's like a fuck you kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. And I don't know how I'd be able to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> Italian hand gestures. I don't know. It's pretty funny. Anyway, so you got anything else to add? So you have some things not marked off. Oh no, maybe you have everything marked off. Alright. Um, well then let's go with the best shoulder pad award. We gave the shoulder pad award to Blanche's dress that we talked about that was like a cape. Mm-hmm. How it was cinched in the front and straight in the back. I don't I don't know why I love that dress so it's, much. I don't it's know, really it's cool. really visually appealing. It's different and it's cool and I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's really cool. Alright. Uh the best zinger award we gave it to Dorothy for when Blanche comes in talking about getting petite dresses. Oh, uh, this or, is two zingers right in a row. Right, yeah, and um, Dorothy's like, "What did you buy? Shoes?" You know, so we thought that was pretty funny. Blanche says, "I was at the most divine dress sale. I would have called you girls, but they only had petites left." <laughs> and then Dorothy says, "So what did you buy? Shoes." <laughs> two zingers right in a row. Oh, I love, love it. Ah, uh, good stuff. Um, then for the St. Olaf Story Award, what did we give that to? We gave that to Sophia. Yep. Because this was her first picture it moment. Mm-hmm. This yes. is the first thing we, you know, first time we hear her, you know, reminiscing about Sicily yes. and, and it was Mama Celeste really, and the pizza. really, hard because I like the Andrew Bobo thing. That's funny. Yeah. And then we get, but we gave an honorable mention to Rose's hypothetical story. About if what could happen about little Mei Ling and all that. Elliot and Dorothy got oh, married. Geez. Oh, Mei Ling's ruined coming out party. Poor Mei Ling. <laughs> so that that was our honorable mention, but the award definitely goes to Sophia. Yep, I agree. Yeah. All right, so I, for this episode, I gave it four cheesecakes because I really like this one. It might be a little less than that. Maybe, I don't know. It, it's hard because it's not one that I think about. When I think about my favorite episodes. Right. But it's one that I really like. So I think the ones that I automatically think are my favorite episodes are going to be fives. But this one I really enjoy because there's lots of good stuff throughout the whole thing. And there's conflict and there's, you know, and there's good advice. And there's a lot of good stuff in this pack, jam-packed into this 24 minutes or whatever. Right. You know, back when they had 24 minutes instead of 22 minutes. <laughs> right, right. Speaking of which, um, I keep trying to make notes of when things they cut out. And then I forget to mention when they cut things out from the original, from, I guess, the original airing to when they're airing now in syndication, where they have the shorter time frames, you know, those versus each other. Um, I know there was one thing where, like, they were all sitting at the table and somebody was telling a story and it had an extra thing tacked on to the end of the story that they always cut out for time. Um, but, uh I now I can't remember where it was. It might not have been in this episode. I'm going to try to make better note of that. (laughs) 
later on. Anyway, so Cindy, how many cheesecakes did you give this? I only gave it three cheesecakes. Okay. I I feel I'm not as into Golden Girls as you are. <laughs> um, I'm into it. I love it. It's a great show. It's something I associate with my childhood, but I haven't, you know, I don't memorize every single episode, but I just, I feel like I've seen better episodes. Like, you this one was great. It was written well. You can't say what the next line's going to be before it happens. Right. No, I can't do it like you can. I <laughs> did do that on something. It's a problem. Um, but I'll accept it. I keep saying I'm sorry. I keep <laughs> apologizing. So only three cheesecakes for me. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. It's good, but not great. I've seen better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, I can't wait to get some of my favorite ones. I'm so excited about them, but they're more later on. Yeah, one episode at a time, Brooke. Yeah, I know. Dang it. Why does life have to go in a linear fashion? <laughs> Chronological order, man. <laughs> But anyway, I think that's all we have for this yep. one. Yep, that's all we have for this week. So join us next time for episode six on Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. So thanks for listening. And thank you for being a friend. <laughs> thank you for listening to Picture It Podcast. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash pictureitpod. And follow us on Twitter at pictureitpod. And check us out on Tumblr at pictureitpodcast.tumblr.com. Or send us an email to pictureitpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>